0: What's up? All right, Dixon airplanes? Did I... <laughs> no, <laughs> I should have just told you yes. I don't know yeah, why no, I thought...
1: because yeah, because otherwise we're gonna catch for an hour
0: and a half, and it's not gonna record. How <laughs> do you know that? You don't know that.
1: Yes, we do. Oh my god, you um, don't know that.
0: I'm gonna un- ready, coach. ready, here ready. This sounds just like it did on the last one. Well, it says recording a call. Yeah, well, Adrian. Oh, wait, should we end this call too it's, it's, and go oh, back and try it's it again? <laughs> don't don't it with that. <laughs> Somebody do an intro. <laughs> Adrian, it's not going to record. Why is it, it not going to record? Up, it didn't record. It's, it says it's recording a call. No, but the
1: last did the last call record?
0: Yeah. Does that mean this one will?
1: Oh my! Uh, did the last one record? You just said it didn't record.
0: I said I should have told you it did. Uh. Ah. <laughs> Alright, so if I had the last one recorded.
1: No. Uh, hold on, I'm going back to the old other computer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Why? Wait,
1: what's the point of recording if it doesn't record?
0: It says it's recording a call.
1: Did the last one record? Yeah. No! Yes! The last it, it one did. also said it's recording a call. Same as mine, it says it's record- recording a call and then it doesn't record.
0: What's the point of asking a question if you can't listen to it an answer?
1: Oh, uh, go ahead.
0: Yes, the last one recorded. Again, this one says it's recording a call. This almost sounds like it did a minute ago. Can we so, just do an intro?
1: <laughs> I just want to make sure so it actually recorded.
0: If you, uh, yeah. Yep, we have a great 20 second episode. Hey guys, you're listening to Leaving a Legacy. You don't have to scoop to
1: anyone.
2: Even your mom, you know, when she's going (laughs) to pop eight, then you're going to walk around, (laughs) man. So we're going...
3: (laughs) (laughs) We moved into the ballsy portion.
0: (laughs) There's some things you just can't buy in Vermont. Like like Mexican food. You can't buy Mexican food.
1: Okay, Adrian, if, if we cast for two hours and then it doesn't record, I'm very mad at you.
0: I'll tell you, I'll tell you the same thing I told you a minute and a half ago. Well, it says recording a call, and I'm using Windows
1: 10. Oh my god, start, start up a cast.
0: Kermit, do an intro.
1: Me?
4: Yeah. (laughs) Alright, that's the intro
0: right there. Alright, how's everybody doing?
1: Oh, pretty good man. How you doing?
0: <laughs> I was doing better till you were trying to figure out whether or not a Skype recorder works.
1: Ah, uh, technology, it's magic. Yeah. Wow,
0: so how does the old guy figure out how a computer works and you young whippersnappers haven't figured it out? Yeah, by, by
1: lying them? to us young whippersnappers. <laughs> I didn't lie
0: to you. Windows ten functions with this shit. I don't know what's wrong, man. Ah. ah so ah. <laughs> So who did what? Who did what? I'm I'm on this really because there was a there was a spoiler on Twitter and I figured I wanted to fucking chime in on it. But
1: that's the only reason why he came on tonight, good. Well. <laughs> well, for our listeners, how about we we introduce the guest in the room?
0: Because he's not a guest, man.
1: I know, I mean, I feel he gets he gets mentioned on average every other episode.
0: He's that damn that's cool. what I'm striving for.
1: I think he's just that annoying.
0: No,
2: no.
1: We have the one and only Death and Taxes, Jonathan Kerman on the cast. How you doing, man?
2: I'm doing good. I'm glad to know that that's what you think of me, Jerry. <laughs> All with love. All
0: with love. Don't, don't mind him. Jerry's a little worked up at the moment.
4: Yeah, that's
1: true. Nothing gets me in a in a tizzle like uh figuring out some technology.
0: Oh. A tizzle.
1: A tizzle. Is
0: that, is that like a night bus? Uh
1: yeah, no, that's that's <laughs> actually more like like what my grandmother calls things that are upsetting.
0: <laughs> so you just read like Urban Dictionary every day and try to come uh, up with it's, some it's random It's not it's like Snoop Dogg. Oh, that's, that's
4: so it's my... like
1: grandmother who doesn't use swears <laughs> vocabulary. Mm. Uh anyways, <laughs>
0: So again, how is everybody? Very good. Yeah, you're so full of shit. I'm lying,
3: okay? <laughs>
0: <laughs> How's Pat doing?
3: I'm doing pretty well, man. Uh, happy to be on the call. Happy to have the uh, Skype recorder allegedly working and uh, looking to get into this thing today.
0: Allegedly? Wow.
3: Well, you know. <laughs>
0: Listen to the faith you guys got.
3: <laughs> Zero faith.
0: It is going to be funky if I actually fuck it all up, right? Oh my god, I'd be so (laughs) mad (laughs) Uh, So, Kermit, you have been playing any Legacy?
2: Honestly, um, I went on break a little before Christmas and I haven't done any since So that's not been good (laughs) But I almost finished Bugged Over, so I'll have a second deck soon Nice nice. What are you missing? Yeah um two forces and then i have one of each of the duels so i'll be able to run days without having to kill myself
0: that is a big fucking transition from death in texas to
2: There mm-hmm.
0: there is not it's a single bug. card that ports oh right? it's bug, yeah oh bugs so it's
2: even more stuff
0: bug delver yeah. so the only thing you share is actually wasteland then
2: yep only card
0: do you actually do you even play on port do you have Rishon on
2: port um, no, not in that deck, but I have four in Death and Taxes.
0: Yeah, that's what I meant, Death and Taxes. Oh yeah. 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 I've never so seen like shot in Port.
2: I'd like to see that. I mean hey, it's it's titanium man mana in any <laughs> deck. Like the titanium mana. Fuck off. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's gold, Jerry, it's gold. It's gold. <laughs>
1: oh
2: boy. So, yeah, what? so I'm hoping I'm hoping to try that out on Friday, but I need to get the forces, so hopefully I'll have them by then.
1: Nice. So, did you just like wake up one morning and be like, all right, "I want to put Bug Delver together"? Or
2: it's up? been it's been a couple months actually.
0: Well, I'm glad wow. you kept Death and Texas while well. you were looking at it, though.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm glad I kept it too because now I can make all of the Titanium Mana. <laughs> 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 so you say Bug Delver, but are we talking about Charlist Bug or Charlotte um, is kind of what I'm looking to do. Like I have the Shardless agents, but mm-hmm. since the lilies are still over a hundred dollars and I don't want to get Jaces yet. Um I'm basically just gonna try to build Bug Delver without any of the planeswalkers.
0: Okay. Yeah. Is, um as far as just yeah, I guess I don't need to be right. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> About what? Well no, the, the the there's a difference between Bug Dover and Shardless Bug. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's I, what I'm ass-
3: that's what I'm asking, yeah. Yeah,
0: so if he's saying Bug Delver, I'm assuming he actually means Bugdelver and not Shardless yeah. Bug.
2: Fair yeah. enough.
1: I I am picking up what you're putting putting down.
2: Thank you. Yeah. As long as it works for you, Jerry.
1: Yeah, I mean that's that's the most important part to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Well, we're on the eve of a uh, a pretty big legacy event. Uh am I going to see any of you find gents down at a tabletop shop uh real estate tournament?
3: I'll be there. Hell
1: yeah. I'll, I'll be there right
0: early.
2: Yeah, I'll be dealing with uh, real estate, but it won't be a tabletop.
1: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> I see. <laughs> What about you, Kerman?
2: I'm gonna I'm gonna try my darndest, but fifty dollars is a lot <laughs> right now. Yeah, that's serious. Seven to. land doesn't a ton of money.
1: Yeah, now fifty bucks is pretty steep, but they have a sweet prize pool. Uh They have a play set of the duels that they're giving out, and they also have a play set of expeditions. Uh, I think there's also some Snapcaster Mages, and they have like Gaia's Cradle and Caracas and other cards as uh, door prizes.
2: Yeah, I'm in it for the door prizes if I go. And that's, that's what you're hoping for. <laughs> yep. <laughs> nice.
1: Pat, what do you, uh, what are you bringing down?
3: I am, I was actually almost thinking about putting together burn just to run it and, but, um, I think I'm going to go with, with, uh, four color delver again. I'm starting to get, do a little bit more research on the deck. Um, I've actually been, so for me, sideboarding has been a little bit difficult just because mm-hmm. it's hard for me to know. Kind of offhand what my, um, you know, what cards are good and what matchups, what cards are bad and what matchups. Um, so what I actually did was, uh, yesterday or the day before, I was on YouTube for a while watching like, uh, games that were people were streaming or games that were on coverage, whatever, and then just taking notes of uh, what they do with their sideboard tech there. So I'm trying to get all that stuff together, get it compiled, get something that I like, and then adjust it to the meta that I expect down in Connecticut and, uh, see if we can run the tables down there.
1: Nice. So, uh, what do you expect down there? I didn't know you were so up on the
3: Connecticut meta scene. <laughs> well, if, uh, if, uh, Celso's gonna be there, obviously there'll be some kind of a stompy deck. There'll be at least one stompy <laughs> deck. But, no, but in all honesty, it's probably, I'm, I expect there to be a good amount of, uh, miracles. I expect there to be a good amount of other Delver decks. Um a lot of, I think a lot of the decks, <laughs> like the deck the deck lists ol- that I look at.
0: The only good l- amount of miracles is zero.
4: <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: I think a lot of the decks that I see online like I, well, I was looking at Calcano's build more and like he's running four he was running four copies of Cabal Therapy when he was at the um, the Legacy Open in uh, the Legacy GP rather at Tech, and I think he was running so many of those because there was going to be such a high amount of storm there and I don't expect to see as much storm in our area so I think I'm going to cut out a couple of the Cabal Therapies um, for a few other sideboard cards but that, that remains to be seen
2: I thought I heard that that area is just well-known for having a lot of 12 clothes floating around.
3: Oh, really? Yeah, I've yeah, that's... that as well.
2: Mm-hmm. So, um, do you are you talking
0: Connecticut or keys? Seattle?
2: Oh, uh, Abrupticate. Connecticut.
3: Okay. <laughs> Connecticut. All right. Hmm.
2: Yeah. yeah. Do you have uh, Abrupticase, Pat? Or I'm know? not.
3: Uh, I've been, I, they've kind of convinced me not to run them, but I do have a pair if I wanted to kind of make a last-minute change. It's just tough because... That deck only has one copy of Tropical Island, um, and I run four copies of Deathrite Shaman, so... You know, that's like a soundbite, right? That's what?
0: A, that's on a soundboard now. What Pat, is? Pat going, I do have a pair.
3: I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh... I do have two copies. Um, but, uh, yeah, anyway. Um, <laughs> um, it's just a little tough. I think the mana is a little bit difficult, especially because all my business smells are red and blue. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the black is, is a splash and the green's a splash. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's tough to want to, you know, have a, a two mana, you know, off color spell that I want to play on turn two or three when all my business stuff is, I, I want to get out before then and they're actually the opposite color manas in the deck. So, um, I mean, it's, it's definitely something I've considered and I, if, uh, if I deem it necessary, I'll, I'll put them in, but I've kind of been talked off the ledge with, with, uh, abrupt, abrupt decay. Thanks.
2: Now, is that confirmed for the Leaving the Legacy uh, soundboard? <laughs> 99 cents on the app store?
3: <laughs>
1: hype it, man. Hype
3: it. Yeah, we should get one. It'd be great.
1: Um, I think I'm going to actually end up running a food chain. Really? Yeah. So I went to the, a pretty large tournament at Phyrexian games this weekend. Um, I think they have like 72 players show up oh. and I brought agro loam. And it did good, but I went two and two and I just wasn't like overly, overly satisfied with the deck, even though the two matches I lost against were pretty weird matchups. Um, so round one, I played against, uh, Sneak and Show and I just beat Sneak and Show real easy. Uh, just combination of Caracas and Merit Lodging and just Chalice on one (laughs) turn one, uh, both games. Uh and then round two I actually won against Shardless Bant, uh, which is Caleb's list he sent to us, so we're actually gonna talk about that a little later.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Um then round three, I played against uh Days Undoing Miracles. <laughs> <laughs> so quick aside in that, uh there was a perfect example of why you should not tip your ha- hand in a match. <laughs> <laughs> So it's it's Brad, uh the local Miracles player uh, that we know quite well and he's been putting together this Days Undoing Miracles build that's Esper and it focuses around uh playing like Mox Opal and Chrome Mox to just unload your hands turn 1 get three mana and cast Days Undoing so it essentially restarts the game turn 1 but you get to start on three mana while your opponent gets to start on zero uh, and then it also is just like Monastery Mentor, Jace's, uh, Sensei's Divining Top, and Counterbalance, uh, Jesus. to round out the deck. <laughs> so I mean, that would
2: also be good if someone hasn't even played a land yet, they could get lands through on the 7 they draw.
1: Yeah, like the old Wheel of Fortune, uh, type hands. You cast Days Undoing, and you draw a hand with no lands, and that's your opening hand that you're forced to keep. Uh, but it's also, the deck is pretty explosive, because it can get like, a uh, turn two Monastery Mentor turn three Jays, like pretty consistently. Um, So he was playing that deck and the example of why not to give your opponent tells came up where I had a Dark Confidant and a Maze of Eth in play. And I attack with Dark Confidant and he blocks with uh, Notion. Uh, he flashes in Notion Thief. So blocks with the Notion Thief and I go in the tank and after a while... I decide to tap my Maze of Ith to untap Dark Confidant to save him from the Notion Thief trade. I then pass the turn, and Brad proceeds to draw his card and then go, oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> and it starts... Rubbing his nipples, (laughs) like, just (laughs) at the table, (laughs) just, (laughs) oh, yeah, oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) To the point that, like, both of his opponents sitting on either end, just, like, stop, lean away, and just, like, kind of look at him sideways, (laughs) and I'm just like, hmm, what could be a card that he would draw that would make him that happy? (laughs) Considering his deck is called Days Undoing Miracles, I'm gonna guess it's Days Undoing since he has a Notion Thief out. <laughs>
4: oh jeez!
1: <laughs> he then proceeds to attack with Notion Thief since I had just used Maze of Vith to save Dark Confidant for that trade, and I'm like, hmm, okay, block the Notion Thief, and his face just drops. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I probably should have cast this before combat. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs>
0: That's amazing
1: it, it, It's in like top 10 funniest magic moments of all time for me <laughs> uh, But ultimately he uh, I won that game <laughs> But he, uh, he ultimately beat me by just running out a Jace, followed by a Rest in Peace, turning off my Punishing Fires, and then just making Monastery Mentor token after Monastery Mentor token, and I just could not get through the army
3: yeah, that'll do it.
1: Yeah, so he ended up beating me, but I got a good laugh out of it. And then next round, I actually went up against Zoo. Oh. I have not seen Zoo in the longest time, but it is honest-to-goodness Zoo with, like, Noble Hierarchs, Wild Nakaddle, Tarmogoyf, um, like, old-school Zoo. And I actually found that's a very hard matchup for punishing aggro, uh, or aggro alone, whatever the deck's called, because... All their creatures are pretty much out of punishing fire range, and they just have put such a clock on you that is really hard to deal with. Mm. So I ended up losing that, and then I had to meet friends for dinner, so I just ended up dropping from the tournament. Um so that is the long and short of why I'm running, uh, uh, food chain next weekend. Mm.
3: That's interesting. I actually, uh, it's a funny thing you mentioned Zoo because that, I went up to, uh, gaming, et cetera, uh, last week, um to check out the <laughs> shop and play, play an F&M. Mm-hmm. And, well, first of all, first of all, <laughs> I saw, I saw Adrian there and Adrian was playing some, uh, Adrian some Burfolk. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then there was this old guy who was just, super salty and went a scoop to his opponent and get the kid in the prizes and walked out the store.
1: Yeah, wait, wait. I I heard about the second hand. Can I hear I all want right. to hear
0: what's going on here.
3: So, sorry. Right, I'll tell you I'll tell you from my perspective cuz I didn't watch any of Adrian's game. He was well, just sitting maybe next
0: to me. Well, then maybe you should let me tell it first.
3: Well, cuz I think it's funnier if I yeah, tell you well, what it was you, like for me and then well, you tell me why well, why you did it. Sure. All right.
0: Sure. Sure. We'll start with the ending of the story like a Tarantino movie. That's exactly so this so is a Tarantino movie <laughs> podcast.
3: So, I'm sitting there and, uh, Adrian's playing next to me, and I'm, I'm wrapped up in a Grixis Delver mirror. and, uh, we end up going to three games, so, like, I just see Adrian kind of just, like, you know, the kid, like, says to Adrian, well, you know, will you scoop to me? Like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, el- you know, eligible for prizes, and you're not, and would just scoop to me and get me into the prizes? And Adrian looks over, and is like, oh, I want to talk to these two guys first. I'm like, all right, whatever, like, so I keep playing, all of a sudden, Adrian just, like, he gets up and, like, goes and hands on the slip and, and leaves the shop. And I'm like, all right, <laughs> and then, uh, the guy, the guy turns to the, like, the judge's table and is like, um, what did he put in his match slip? And, uh, you know, he's, cause he's like, oh, you know, we, 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 we drew out or whatever. I think you can actually beat him, right? Right, Adrian? You beat the guy? Yeah. Yeah, so,
4: <laughs> so,
3: so the judge goes, uh, wh- what guy? And he's like, oh, you know, tall, like, uh, darkish, grayish hair or whatever. And, uh, oh, oh, you mean Adrian? Yeah, that guy said he specifically does not scoop to you and then walk out of the store. <laughs> But I would I like I would like to know and I and then from some side talk from uh from uh, one of our buddies up there said that it was uh, a well deserved uh, uh bad beats in that kid because he's a douche but I would like to hear Adrian's side of things because I just like couldn't stop laughing when he said yeah he's he specifically went out of the way to say I do not <laughs>
0: so so all right. Uh, yeah, I, so, and I ended up taking a long ride up to Acton, and, uh, unfortunately did not get to see Jim there. But I did run into Ian, and that was awesome, and I saw Pat up there, and poor Pat put up with my shit all night. And, uh, oh my god, I forget, like, Pat got paired with Ian, and I had the buy, so I was just, like, grinding like, to get like, he's, he's got, like, Delver that won't flip. I'm like, come on, top deck young Pyromancer. It was, like, it was just fucking riding him all night, but last round, I went to play this kid, and he's like, uh, he just was asking me to concede to him like before the match even started and i'm like what he's like well what's your record i'm like i don't know uh you we're fucking playing and uh and he was really like i don't know one of these uh i don't know um there was a kid like all right back in the day and this is like now i'm going to go back to probably when i was Carmen's age there was this kid that showed up i don't know <laughs> have you guys ever heard of candy flipping
1: uh, yes. Is
4: okay. That, that, is that this
0: like is Candy Crush? No, Candy flipping is when you're on fucking ecstasy and acid at the same time.
4: <laughs> like, it's, it's,
0: it's... Oh, I guys. watched this kid, it looked like he was having fucking seizures, like, I mean, this was back when I was Kerman's age, and, um, don't ever try fucking ecstasy and es- acid and ecstasy at the same time, but anyway... <laughs>
1: at the it, same time. It looked like he
0: was fucking freezing, it was the middle of the winter, he was just shaking so much, and then, like, so this kid, I don't know, he didn't want to play, I'm like, no, oh, we was just playing, and, uh... And he's like fidgeting on the other side of the table and all I could think of was this kid candy flipping when I was a kid. I'm like, man, if if he would sit still, like, I mean, we could actually enjoy a game here, you know, but he really wasn't enjoyable to play. And then like, I beat him. I think I beat him game one. He beat me. He might have beat me game two. We went to game three and I beat him. And, um, and he's like, well, you, you, you scoop to me and, and all I could think of was Frankie. And I'm like, <laughs> so, and I'm like, I asked, uh, Ian and Pat and I'm like, so he wants me to scoop to him. What should I, you know, what, what, what do I do here? And, uh, I was kind of hoping he'd be like, yeah, you know, if I don't scoop to my mom, you know? <laughs> like, and, uh, they, they just kind of shrugged their shoulders. I'm like, yeah, I don't do that. And, and, he, and, and, and he's, and he started to get like kind of upset about it. I'm like.
3: Oh yeah, he was getting wicked huffy about it for sure. He's
0: like, well, you know, I can get prizes. And I'm like, all right, yeah, what do I get? Like. Just fucked I'm like You know If I scoop you in I'm scooping them out And like It doesn't make any Fucking sense to me. I don't really do that And uh And then I went Looking in the case To see what they had For cards And he like You know Hovered And I'm like This is really Bugging me and, the, and then I was talking to the store And I'm like I don't know man That dude wants me To scoop to him I just don't do that And he's like And he he kind of got it And then I just, I'm like, yeah, I, I gotta take off. I had a long ride back. <laughs> and like that, I didn't realize that he must have gone back up to the store afterwards, <laughs> saying I intended to scoop to him. So that just made it actually like funnier, you know? Oh, uh, uh, was, dude, it
3: was fucking hilarious. Was but so he was,
0: he was, he was really just, I mean, and the, the thing is, is like, you know, Magic is a game that, that, encompasses a variety of people you know and some of them are just socially awkward and there's nothing wrong with being socially awkward but like when you when you're socially awkward and abrasive about being awkward too it's it's just really it makes for an uncomfortable environment and i don't play for that like that's not i don't want to spend a tool
3: about it i don't
0: well i don't want to spend my spare time in a hobby like that's not A fucking good time, you know. It's like, like, I mean, if you if you're really worried about ten dollars in store credit, get a fucking job. Oh my god, (laughs) that shit pisses me off. I'm like, people get all fucking worked up over it. I'm like, dude, you can make that in fucking flipping burgers. Holy shit! (laughs) Like, what was he
2: on for a deck?
0: Oh, what the hell was he playing? I think that was probably the other part too. Was he doing miracles? I think he was doing miracles.
2: Oh yeah, no.
0: I think yeah, well, he was, uh, the, the thing was I just And I beat him With Marfolk Which I think Pissed him off more But it was just uh I think he was Doing miracles He had some sort of Like It was just really Uh Oh no, he was doing, oh no, he was doing Patriot Stoneblade, that's right, cause I kept I out playing Merfolk and I think I stifled his Stoneforge entering the battlefield. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Stoneforge resolves, uh, Stifle. He's <laughs> like, what the fuck, I'm like, just Merfolk, like Mer, <laughs> Just <laughs> Merfolk things. I'm
2: excited to play with that card. What, Stifle?
0: Yeah. Oh, Stifle's awesome dude, you get to do so many fucking cool things.
1: Oh, actually, speaking of, uh, Stifle, I want to thank one of our listeners because he actually texted us or tweeted us the answer to our stifle question uh, this week. Yes, I'm pulling it up right now.
0: You mean the listener? There's only one person. Oh, one person listening, but yeah. No, I'm I'm on the show this week, so I'm not going to listen. Kermit just has a bunch of aliases online.
1: (laughs) Uh, but okay. I'm sorry. I will give him a shout out at the end. But yes, you can stifle uh fairy macabre uh ability, and you also can stifle uh the cycle land cycling. You can stifle cycling.
4: Is there a colon
0: on that on the cycling? Yeah, that must be okay. I, yeah, always, are... I always kept it in mind that you can stifle shit when it says when, whenever, or at, or anything that's got a colon. Almost anything that has a colon, you can't get the mana abilities, but.
1: It's it's real easy to stop up that colon, is what you're saying.
0: Jesus. I saw a picture the other day. I was telling you about this earlier. I saw a picture the other day of a bag of like, what it was, it anus bleach. You what what? Of that shit?
3: Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Like people, yeah, people get that shit done, and it had like all the different body parts on it that you could use to like bleach it. It was a picture of anus bleach, and it said for the asshole, you know, that really needs to lighten the fuck up.
1: Uh, <laughs>
0: Jesus. Not quite a dad joke.
1: Oh man. man. This, this, uh, this particular episode's getting the, uh, the R rating. (laughs) Oh yeah, for sure. (laughs) Candy flipping into bleached
2: ass. (laughs) (laughs) Hope you have a title now.
1: Yeah. Candy,
4: candy flipping into bleached ass. Oh my
0: god. Uh,
1: God. Oh, uh, welcome to Heavy Meta Part Two. Yeah, hey, right. <laughs> hey, hey.
3: I I did uh, I did play some weird decks this weekend too. It's funny that you mentioned Zoo uh, Jerry because I actually played Zoo like in my second round at Gaming etc. I played like ba- like Baby Zoo nice. like uh, with like Goifs and uh, Nacodals and all that shit. Um, but I played. My first round, I played against Mogcatcher. And like, if you want to know a bad matchup, it's Grixis Delver against Mogcatcher.
1: Oh, I know that just, kid. That kid's really cool. I, oh, he's,
3: well, super nice guy, but he he's, he's like-
1: Zach?
3: I yep, want to yeah, say. It's, it's Zach.
1: Yep. Yeah, he's a super chill dude. I see yep. him at events all the time, and he's just- He's, he's an example of a stand-up magic player. Unlike Kerman.
3: Yeah, <laughs> 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 yeah he's, uh, yeah, so he play he plays out like, game one, he plays, um, uh, I'm trying to think, he goes Ancient Tomb. And then plays chalice for one, like first on his first turn yep. before I've even had my draw step. And I was just like, "Well, well, shit. I don't. I have days, but I haven't played a land. So do I
0: force oh. that turn to a blood moon?
3: If fuck. I wish I had. I wish I yeah. If I so then second game he I I fight him on the. I don't think he ends up getting a chalice, but I fight him on playing a blood moon. And then like the next turn he plays magus of the moon. I'm like, "Well, fuck me." <laughs>
0: <laughs> quick, pad, <No>. abrupt decay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ex-
3: yeah, exactly, exactly.
0: exactly. Magus of
1: the Moon's at least okay because you still have access to Bolt, and you can always just Bolt it.
3: Right, right. If I could draw one, but if you I, could I draw that, one, those are two quick games. But they were actually—he was like, "Yeah, he's like, you have a very difficult because he he essentially has like you know like seven main deck Blood Moon effects and." Chalice for one against me is always very good. So
1: he's also been on that deck forever. Yeah.
3: That's what he said. Yeah, he says he loves playing that shitty deck. And I well, said, the, and all the power to you. Well,
0: that's, I, the, that's the cool thing about him is he plays a niche deck, but he yep. does it consistently.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, that's the thing is I actually played him on Magic Online before I ever met him in person. Oh really? Yeah, I was playing in a Legacy Magic Online tournament, and I played against that deck, and that's a unique deck. Yeah. Like I, I, there, he kind of. uh popularized it a little bit and some other people tried it but he's pretty much the only player who plays this Mog Catcher deck Um and I played him in, online and then just by happenstance we got paired up against each other at a bunch of duels tournament like a month or two later and I'm like oh that's weird is this deck a thing now because I just played someone online with it and he just goes were you playing against Optimus Prime and I'm like yeah how'd you know he's like that's me I'm the only one who plays this
3: <laughs> yeah he was a wicked nice kid and the deck is like if you're playing a deck that has more than two colors, it's gonna house you. It like,
1: destroys three color delvers. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It wrecks
3: them. Yeah. It was, uh, it was, it's probably one of the most lopsided games I've played. It was really fun. <laughs> it was super nice, super nice kid. Like, you know, there are people that you don't mind losing to because first of all, you're playing legacy and that's just the shit that happens. And then like him yeah. just being an all around good guy is like, yeah, it doesn't make it feel real bad when you lose, you know?
1: Yeah.
3: Unlike losing oh. to Jerry. Yeah, although yeah, I'm a
1: dick bag. I rub, I rub your face in it. Yeah.
3: Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I've avoided that thankfully, so.
1: Uh, I, I thought <laughs> Son of a bitch <laughs> I hope I hope I get paired against you in the knockout rounds on Saturday <laughs> Oh yeah
3: I hope I get the first round by again because that was great <laughs> I know right
1: 70 <laughs> yeah. person event Pat gets
3: the round one by <laughs> uh, Oh yeah No it was a 91 person event 91 person event and Pat was
1: lucky number 91
3: <laughs> That's right That's right Well because the original pairings came up and like I'm like oh my name's not on there I'm like alright well we'll just give you the first round by. I'm like, perfect perfect, perfect, perfect. So, um, then I did play. I played that, like I said, that baby Zoo deck, um, which ended up in a draw. Uh, we got we went into turns in game three, and if I had an extra turn, I could have beaten him, but uh, did not. And then played Ian. Do you remember what Ian was on, Adrian? I don't remember what he was. Yeah, playing. he was doing was he playing that.
0: Uh, yeah, he was doing. He, he was have uh, noble hierarchs, yeah, some stoneforge mystic, I think.
3: Oh, that's right. Yeah, the myth, the Stoneforge Mystic. Yeah, we did we did kind of talk a lot about that um about that deck. that and, and
0: <laughs> doesn't remember what he was playing against. He was so pissed Delver wouldn't flip.
3: <laughs> no, it was terrible. And Adrian's like, "All right, yeah, Flooded Strand." And I flip over the top card. It's a fucking Flooded Strand. Was like, it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, I was like, I was waiting for him to have a play set of unflipped Delvers. I'm like, I'm, and, I, and then I'm listening <laughs> to the last week's cast. and He's talking about how many creatures he plays. I'm like, that's not for that deck, dude.
4: Mm-mm. I've,
2: I've played against three unflipped elvers before. It was one of the best experiences of my life.
4: <laughs> yeah, Pat,
0: why, I gotta I got ask. I mean, you said you were playing green, uh, like one truck just to gain life off a death right shaman.
3: Yeah, in case there's a match that, where you, where you want to do it, right? That, I don't and know, I mean, you, that and you can flashback, um, uh, uh flashback. And Judge? Yes, exactly, exactly.
0: What's the artifact you're wearing about, Chalice at one?
3: oh well, a chalice, it could be it could be top. You know,
0: oh, you know. man. Yeah, those those sound like really bad reasons. Batter skull.
3: Batter, yeah, batter skull yeah, Batterskull is one.
0: Well you play playing stifle, Shit. you just stifle the
3: living weapon trigger. Yeah, but sometimes you don't always have a stifle in hand, man. That's because you got Deathrite Shaman.
1: (laughs) Uh, I'm kind of on Adrian's side with this. Ancient Grudge is one of those cards that I'm always like, I look at and I'm like, oh, this card's really good, and then I never put it in any deck I ever build because I just (laughs) never seem to want
3: it. Yeah, I think it's just it's just a one-of in some sideboards, so I don't even think I have it in my sideboard right now, but it is an option um, if you're splashing green for that.
0: So you're splashing green to not play Ancient Grudge.
3: I mean, no. To have the option, it's it's not like it hurts drawing like a. <laughs> if
0: it's not in your deck, if it's not trop- in your sideboard, it's not an a- option.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, but drawing a drop in your opener is fine. Like it's not gonna. It's you don't like you don't draw a tropical island and brainstorm and delver and young pyromet. You don't feel bad about that. You know what I mean? Um, and it's a uh, it's a small. I think it's a small price to pay for. And it's the the, the gain life is it's more than you think. Like there are some times where you're in um where you're wouldn't you're in you a race with someone
0: if you're on a quick delver deck trying to get people's life total down fast wouldn't you be better off to drain life rather than gain life?
3: yeah oh yeah generally uh, it's generally I, Death I see Ray what shaman, it's, it's, yeah generally that's shaman is draining like I would say nine times out of ten it's draining and then half you know another half of that is it's playing for uh for mana, and then uh the other half is maybe trying to gain some life.
1: I see where Pat's coming from because it's nice to just have the option, and it doesn't really take that much away from the deck to just have one Tropical Island in the deck.
3: The opportunity cost is very, very low.
1: Um, Because also sometimes you get paired against Dredge, and you just want to eat their creatures.
3: (laughs) Exactly. That's the other thing too is that if I'm playing against Dredge or playing against if I'm playing against Reanimator, having two Death Rights out and and a Trop out is like is brutal. Like if they go to target, that sounds
0: better than gaining two life.
3: Well it is, I'm just saying like that's part of the flexibility of the deck, you know, okay. the, the gaining two life is, is great. Sometimes against other delver decks too, like if you're in a race and you have two delvers that are just attacking each, each uh, turn against you and you know, you're able to gain two life and like you have a delver that's swinging at them, they you have a delver what? that's swinging at you. You it's, know
0: what else is good for that?
3: What's that? Lightning Bolt?
0: Go Go, no, going back to last week, Engineered Explosives for Zero.
3: Yeah, I don't have one of those because they're like 60 bucks. I haven't picked
0: what? one What? Engineered explosives? They're
4: not
3: 60 bucks. Oh, maybe like, maybe like 30 bucks. But they're more than, no, they're both. They're, they're, no, they're, they're like 12 bucks. I think they're a 20 actually, but yeah. What? No, what? When did that happen? No yeah. way. They're not, they're not cheap. I, I did look them up when we were, we were talking about them last week and I was surprised at the price that I got them. Hold All on, right, I'll tell Jerry, you.
0: Jerry, if you're the financier, tell me what is engineered explosives at.
3: Uh, I mean, last time I checked,
1: there was at like 12, 16. I picked them up probably six months ago. I got some more.
3: Yeah, that I are 18, 73.
1: Yeah, okay, exactly. They've gone up two bucks in the last six months.
3: That's mid. Yeah, 18 or 19. Yeah.
1: Well, Engineering Explosives is a card out? I really like, so I have a couple play
3: sets of it, Pat, if you need to borrow some. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, I'd be happy to. Um but yeah, so it was, uh, and then I played the Mirror the last round, and that was, uh, a <laughs> funny thing is that, that was, a that's
0: stick? you get a e E for four blow-up chase. <laughs>
3: <laughs> he
0: could true.
1: technically
3: ee for five
1: with death Rites on the board.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. he could. Can <laughs> actually? No, I was thinking. Can? uh Well, I guess I guess five is the most you can do it for right. Like because no, if, if you make a <laughs> you make a colorless mana, because like death Rite can't make a colorless mana, can they? Because it's yeah. mana of any color.
1: Well, also, sunburst doesn't work with colorless. It has to be colored.
3: Right. Right. Hmm.
0: It's gold, Jerry. It's gold. It's gold. <laughs>
3: dude. That fucking picture cracked me up. I saw that. I, thought I was gonna piss myself. <laughs>
1: um, but also, yeah, never mind. <laughs> also, <laughs> um, yeah. So Kerman, when do you think? Uh, when do you think you're gonna finish off the deck? You excited for it?
2: I I'm excited to finally play blue. Um. I should be getting two Force of wills and from there I'm probably just going to run those two in a misdirection and mm-hmm. just call those my three and run a couple of spell pierces to compensate for the combo matchup. But other than that, yeah, it should be done soon. Nice. So I'm hoping to play it Friday, but if I don't, I don't. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I've been building it for a couple months now. Like I remember back at Worcester, I was just starting to put it together.
1: I remember you were in talks with someone and maybe just trading your Death and Taxes deck across for, uh, you know, bugged over stuff.
2: Yeah, I mean, now that I'm looking back on it, I'm glad that I didn't. Yeah. I mean, I'm just happy to be able to have two decks, and I enjoy the deck, honestly.
1: So did you, like, save up for the pieces? Did you just cash in-store credit? Tell us about um, your to the deck.
2: <laughs> it was a-, a lot of trading, because back in the past couple months during the summer i was able to get to a lot of different events so i was able to trade with a lot of different people at my local shop so i was able to pick up a lot of the pieces just from drafting like the modern masters i was i opened two boys somehow so i was lucky enough to get those and then i also just opened well with that set in general which helped me trade and do a lot of the pieces i needed sweet and then just saving up store credit and just some like extra money I'd allocate from my paycheck was (laughs) enough to get there. I
1: I feel like we should put together like the legacy deck four hundred (laughs) one K primer, how you (laughs) two can successfully save up to the deck of your dreams. (laughs) It's true. It's
3: true, man. Like it's definitely possible.
1: Like, yeah, everyone just thinks legacy is so expensive because they just see that one upfront cost. But you know, how, how long would you say it took you to put it together by just being frugal and, you know, trading correctly, uh, how long do you think it took you?
4: Um,
2: so it's January now. I wouldn't say it It won't be longer than six months. And I mean, even with death, like when I put death and taxes together, that had to be like f- three, four ish just. Well, I mean, that, but that was also because Cons was, was drafting at the time. Yep. And I just took a few months to like go just do nothing but limited. So I'd listen to LR and all those different casts about limited, and I just grinded out like drafts and ended up averaging one to two fetches per draft which ended up adding up because at that time everyone wanted them so i was able to pick up a wasteland here a should port there and that that made it a lot easier but like these current these past couple sets would make it a little more difficult to do that type of plan
1: uh just because you don't think the value's there
2: i mean and like you're gonna be hard-pressed to find someone who wants like canopy vistas and like those type of lands instead of fetch lands for something like a wasteland.
1: Right, yeah, this one, this, that's pretty much wasteland or bust. Canopy yeah. Vista is the consolation prize because sometimes, I mean, canopy Vista still gets... They're it's not canopy right? Vista,
2: I'm sorry, the um, but I'm saying like the Zenikar. Oh, lands, yeah, the, the they're the filter not fetch lands. lands.
1: Yeah, the filter lands are not as attractive as fetch lands. Well no,
2: but I, I'm more saying like, in terms of like, for cons, like, your are a you'd be opening a fetch land, but for like, battle for Zendikar... It would be those Tango lands.
1: Oh, I see. What and like see. those you're aren't going to get you missions. Yeah, no. Gotcha.
2: Because I mean, those those honestly, like, if you open one or two, if you're pat, like, you're lucky. But <laughs> I mean, for the most part, I don't really see that many people opening them.
1: Yeah, no, I got zero. <laughs> well,
2: <laughs> I actually, I jokingly said I'd give twenty dollars to anyone who opens one in the draft bot I was in, and lo and behold, the guy right across from me opened a Stomping Grounds up.
1: Jesus. <laughs> so <laughs> I was
2: like. Or I said someone has to give me twenty dollars if I open it. So I was like, "Oh, good shit."
3: (laughs) You know what the thing is too that I I think um, I can say, like personally, being a standard player, like when I when I first looked at legacy decks, just you know before I even considered playing the format, and I saw the cost on them, I'm like, Jesus, like you know, two grand, three grand, whatever, and it boggles your mind because like you know. That's in standard. Like if you're gonna wait six months to save up for a deck, well, guess what? That shit is not in standard anymore. It's already rotated (laughs) out. You know, but that's the that's the beautiful thing about legacy is that like yeah, it might take you a few months, maybe maybe six months a year to get a deck together, but like the deck is still gonna be the deck in a year from now, two years from now, three years from now. Like the power level, like its tier may go up or down, but you're not losing any cards out of it most likely. And um, I think that's one of the strongest things about Legacy is that, like, even if it takes you a little while to put a deck together, you're not – it's not like you're fighting against the clock. You know what I mean? Like, in Legacy, you're fighting against card availability. You're fighting against cost. You're not fighting against the time that it's still legal to play the card. You know what I mean?
2: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that, yeah, and that's thats what's got me – that's what got me out of Standard, especially yep. with going to school. It's been – like, by the time I'd get a Standard deck together, it's either irrelevant or the cards have tanked because yep. it's rotated. Exactly, exactly. And, now and that it's was new- the same thing with me with the new rotation it's every 6 months mm-hmm. and while like not not all of the cards in standard are going to rotate it's not necessarily all of the cards going to be relevant when they rotate when rotation happens so like you don't know even like when rotation happens with shadows over innistrad like there are a lot of cards that could be good now in zenikar but When it rotates, like all of a sudden, that could be like a five dollar card instead of a twenty dollar card.
3: Right, exactly. All those people who went out and spent like a hundred dollars each on their jaces, they may go down to like forty bucks, and like you know, that's a big, that's a big hit if you have three jaces across your sixty.
2: Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, same thing happened to me actually. I because you all just don't even realize it. Just getting odd packs. I think I won a pa- uh, uh, pack. Uh, of, of cons for something. And I opened an OG tie in it. I'm like, oh sweet, this, this card's supposed to be like really good in standard. I, I think it's like a $30 card. And then I went to go like trade it in and it's like retailing for like 10, 12 bucks. Cause yeah. it wasn't played anymore.
3: Yeah. Well the yeah, other I mean, problem... was that in cons you said? Uh, it's, it was one of the cons sets. Yeah. Well, I mean, Dragons. Well, oh, yeah. was it Dragons? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I,
0: I, I don't even know if I'm jumping back here where I Missed out here but I, I always Notice that with rotation too like the cards that are Fucking low end up going up Because mm-hmm. like I'll, I'll do sealed and draft and shit And then I trade off the stuff that's Like worthy I guess And see what I end up fucking trading into Sometimes I'll just trade it out get store credit Whatever but then I'll like the things that seem Really good in draft I'll end up holding on to And then after rotation the next set gets Released suddenly cards that were like Bulk uh end up being worth about five bucks. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I mean, in, in draft, Desecration Demon was fucking awesome. You yeah, know, it like, <laughs> it really made it a pain in the ass, and all of a sudden, you know, yeah. after, after rotation, it was up at like five bucks.
1: Yeah, I remember Pack Rats was like that. Pack Rats literally went from like a dollar to close to ten dollars at times.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there's just some cards, like, when they have a high price tag, they kinda keep what seems to be a high price tag. Some of them you pick up as bulk, c- cause you're drafting whatever piece people are passing, you're like, I don't fucking know, i to take rares.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, that's just a good way to kind of trade up. Just, you know, cash in the stuff that's expensive now, but don't get rid of the stuff that's cheap because, you know, a couple months later those could be expensive too.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, I the know. only problem with that though is, or the problem that I had with it is if I'd get like an expensive standard card that wasn't a fetch land, it's harder to get that into an eternal staple. So like a lot of the times you'd either take a wash on it with selling it or you'd have to kind of move like laterally and trade it to something else that's a little more desirable and standard. No, no, I, I don't know. For me, I just look at it
0: like, yeah, it's a 20 dollars standard card. I'll take ten dollars in store credit and get a card that's going to maintain a ten dollars
2: value. That's true. I mean, I just, I mean, it was more so when I was trying to build like my first legacy deck. I wanted to try to conserve all of that value if I possibly could. Yeah, it made but, it more of a pain in the ass, but it's it's up
1: about up. the mo- it's it's all about effort. You get more value out of at your cards if you put more effort into grinding value but if time is more important than you which i a lot of times i feel that way because um if you spend too much time grinding out every last penny you're going to realize you're you're working for less than minimum wage you know spending 8, eight hours grinding binders to make like 10 dollars in profit
0: you get a fucking job yeah <laughs> I, i'll tell you i'll tell you no cuz it's really i mean you, now that now that we're talking about people like doing that shit there's a, there's a kid that I met one day, I'm playing Legacy, and uh, you know, he's trying to put his Miracles deck together, and seems like a cool kid, he's very personable, you know, and uh, we're playing, we're talking, I'm at TE, and he mentions that he's like, yeah, I remember that guy from, I did a trade with him when I was 12, and he really kind of ripped me off. And, and I'm like, wow dude, like, the, the kid's like 18 or so, even older now, and I'm like, somebody can remember you for six years, like, that was just so disheartening to, to realize that, it just get a job and don't treat people that way, you know. Yeah. it it was a little disheartening. It was disheartening. So yeah, I don't I don't really. Uh, that's one of the reasons why I don't really like to trade with people much. Sometimes I can trade with people; that's cool. But like, usually, and that's why I don't even like to trade with people. Like, I'd rather just it, like even people loaning me the card; I'd rather just buy it. You know, mm-hmm. it's I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine with that. But I also it. So I I was gone for a second because I had to get something. I wanted to mention something. Because this was fucking awesome. Can I tell you guys a little story here? Sure. All right. This has a great ending for Kerman. So <laughs> this, this is the story of the little envelope. Right? <laughs> so we got we got a new software at work, so I going to spend the week um, really learning this stuff. And I had to take off for lunch the other day and go pick up lunch. But at the same time, because I moved and the post office changed, the P.O. box, I also had to go to a different post office to get a package that was redirected from my address because it was forwarded from the P.O. box before. And and I'm I'm looking, I'm like, what the hell? And and I'm looking at the slip from the post office. It's in the mailbox, and it says it's a package from China. I'm like, what the fuck is coming in from China? (laughs) So I go to the post office. I'm like, I didn't order anything. Did something get redirected? It turned out it was an envelope from China sent to the podcast. Really well, Yeah And it went to fucking It went to Oxford Got redirected to my address In Charlton uh, And I had to go back To the Charlton P.O. Box Even though You know Now the cast We get a P.O. Box That's established Towards Southbridge so I had to go, like, completely away from work while I'm trying to learn the software to go pick up this envelope. And, and I don't know what it is. All I know is it's something from China. I'm like, all right, what kind of fucking identity theft bullshit is going on now? <laughs> and I get out there. So the,
1: Alton Prince would like to help you get millions of dollars.
0: <laughs> so so I, I go, and then I see the envelope, and it says, Leaving a Legacy. And I'm like, from fucking China? That's awesome. You know, and I'm like... And I open up the envelope, and inside the envelope there's an envelope that has some Chinese letters on it. I'm like, dude, that is so fucking cool. And I remember the name, cause uh, I know it's a familiar name. This is uh Marius Colomer, out oh, yeah. of uh, out of Shanghai, China. Yeah. I, so I I just wanted to read this for a second. Uh, I I never buy packs, so I don't I don't have a box of commons. Uh, however, in the last GP Shanghai, I won a couple of packs at here. The only cards worth anything are the ones in the sleeve. They should be around six dollars worth in total. Uh, I hope this helps keep up with the podcast and dinners in the Brazilian Steakhouse, best Marius. <laughs> so I wanted to share that because I know Kerman's the fan of the, of the Brazilian Steakhouse. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I can't even tell you what these cards are because they're all in Chinese. <laughs> but it's, it just, it was like such a cool. I'm like, wow, this is a fucking cool little envelope. That's so fucking mint. That's and, awesome. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty awesome. So anyway, just wanted to share a story that ends with a happy ending
2: for Kerman. Cause it, cause it Brazilian steakhouse is always has. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it, it's it's different than the than the happy ending at an Asian massage parlor, but.
2: Okay.
3: <laughs> wow, just lost our G rating. Thanks, yep, Adrian. Yes. Oh, this was never
4: <laughs> going. Jesus. <laughs>
1: Hallmark heart, heartfelt moment, and it's gone. And... <laughs>
0: on the curb, on the curb, on the curb, in the gutter. <laughs> oh man.
1: Uh, well, we want to talk about uh, some of the goodies that have been spoiled, especially the one spoiled today. I feel like Wizards knew that we were recording today <laughs> what they released.
4: Did you Which guy? part is this?
1: Um, so, Warping Whale. Yep. S- spicy card. It is one generic and one colorless titanium mana. <laughs> uh, and it's an instant. And it has choose one. Exile target creature with power or toughness one or less, counter target sorcery spell, or put a 1-1 one, one colorless Eldrazi creature token onto the battlefield. It has sacked this creature. Add 1 colorless to your mana pool.
0: I'm not seeing this.
1: So, let's, uh, it took me a while to break it, it down, easy. too but let's look at this here so first ability oh, i'm ab- actually
0: not seeing the card <laughs> uh, oh yeah i just <laughs> physically i can't see it man <laughs> like what the fuck is he reading
1: <laughs> uh it's called warping whale
0: where the hell did my chat go okay okay
1: um so first ability let's just go over what it that gets in legacy so it gets Deathright Shaman, Stoneforge Mystic, Young Pyromancer, Dark Confidant, Unflipped Delvers,
4: Show and Tell.
1: Uh, yeah, it gets Show and Tell for not <laughs> getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> uh Kermit, you want to tell us what that hits in uh in Death and Taxes?
2: Um, Mother with power Reveal. and toughness, one or less.
4: Yeah.
2: Um, other than I think outside of Sarah Avenger. Well, doesn't he get mom? Yeah, yeah, you know it, it gets mom if you can target it at that point. So well, if you're you on a target, this, it, it's it's a colorless card. Yeah, right? it's a
1: colorless card that hits mom. Oh, shit. It it <laughs> yeah. wrecks mom, warping <laughs> whale wrecks mom. <laughs> There's our quote. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we have a second title. Perfect. Have you ever no, heard? So yeah, that that does Dead a lot mom of whale?
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dad joke. <laughs> that's a that's an underhanded dad joke.
2: <laughs> I didn't even think about the colorless part because when I first looked at it, one of the like recommended cards was Demir Charm, and that does pretty similar things.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Is that it's counter target sorcery, destroy yeah. target creature with power two or less, look at the top three cards, and some other thing. I don't even want to read it. Yeah. <laughs> but it's the colorless part's good.
1: So, other than that, counter-target sorcery spell—that's um, actually more relevant than people realize. Because for a long time, people were running envelop. Um, it was bigger during the uh, dig through time days, because um, or no, not uh, which one treasure was it? Cruise. Treasure cruise days. It was bigger during treasure cruise because it because it countered treasure cruise. And it's but, one
4: blue.
1: Yeah, and one blue. But still, countering a sorcery is pretty relevant. You know, hits burning wish, hits, hits fireball. It's fire, <laughs> yes, it, it hits fire. <laughs> it, it hits burning wish, it hurts show and tell. It's
0: infernal tutor.
1: Infernal tutor. Um,
0: Say
3: in- envelope? Yeah. Envelope, yeah. Just spell it like envelope, but forget the last E. Oh, okay, that's why I couldn't find it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you were
3: searching for envelopes? <laughs> yeah, I was, yeah. I'm like, why, what, first of all, why is it call it envelope? <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Um,
1: so it, it counters more than people realize. And then also it's just kind of like the cherry on top. If you just need a blocker, if, if you're on four life and they're swinging in with the Tarmogoyf, you can just flash in, make a token, and then even if they're attacking with a Batterskull, you can then sack the token after blockers are de- declared to prevent them from gaining life.
3: Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I wonder... Hmm.
1: And I think the biggest thing is it's colorless. So now every deck, no matter what color they're running, now has an instant speed counterspell that can help mm-hmm. them fight against other comp uh, fight no,
3: other decks. No, no, because you need a deck that's going to be able to make a colorless mana. Okay, it's, not, it's gold, yeah.
0: Jerry. It's gold.
3: It's gold. <laughs> yeah. So like, like you know, for not, instance, like yeah, I can't, I can't run this card unless like unless I alter my my mana base. Um, I won't be able to run this card.
0: It depends if you play Wasteland, you can.
3: Uh Okay. Yep. Yep. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, I think I mean,
1: Wastelands aren't going to stick around long enough for this, but... What? No, yeah, oh, you want to use Wastelands pretty much as soon as you play them.
0: Okay,
1: sure. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I don't know... shit, you know what, what though? Sense.
0: Now that I think about it, Meta Vault will produce a fucking...
2: Yep. Yep, makes it colorless. What deck that doesn't have blue already wants this card, though? Because I feel like for me in Death and Taxes, I <laughs> run Thalia, so it's like... Like, I wouldn't want necessarily this effect, and I already run Swords as a removal spell. Maybe, in, mod- sure-
0: Maybe in Modern, Green wants to be able to counter the Pyroclasm.
2: Oh, uh, that's true. Elves. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, true.
1: Elves might want access to it, though. Elves, I don't think, makes colorless mana with anything. Yeah,
0: uh, yeah, I don't know about Modern. I mean, you can always use that, but, I mean, not the Guilt Leaf Palace, but the stupid thing that's like fucking add a waste or a uh, pay one life and add a green or black, whatever the hell that is. Uh The Painland,
3: yeah. All the Painlands produce fucking waste mana, right? Right, but they're not. They're not. They're not fetchable, so that becomes a little bit of a problem.
0: Yeah, look at a on look at Modern's mana base. <laughs>
3: oh no, I know now that shit's know. not fetchable.
1: Yeah, I mean that's I think is the biggest challenge with this card is what does it go in? It's definitely very intriguing, but it is. It is. I mean, I feel like this set is just like. Here, Mud, become a Tier 1 deck. Because <laughs> Mud, I think, might want this. Because I th- it might even be a better uh, aggressive answer than uh, the name, uh, Spatial Contortion. But that's probably not true, because Spatial Contortion can get flipped delvers. But Warping Whale is definitely pretty interesting
0: as well. I just realized that is power or toughness.
1: Yeah, power yeah. or toughness. It kills pretty much every utility creature in Legacy. It gets mm-hmm. pretty much all of Elves... Mother ruins the Unflipped you know storm. You know, going through the list again. Unflipped
2: delvers.
0: Oh shit! You could do that up a turn one. Ancient tomb. Get yeah. the guy out of here.
1: Yeah, exactly. Turn <laughs> one. Ancient tomb. Play that.
2: <laughs> I mean, I guess like my only concern looking at that is Tarmogoyf is a card,
1: right? It doesn't yeah. get Tarmogoyf. Like if
2: if a deck like mud that wants to kind of stall to the later game, I feel like you want to answer a threat like Goyf as soon as you can, and when. I, I feel like there's is there a window for this to kill a goif Uh, uh
0: yeah, yes. With a rest in peace. If
1: if they well not even a rest in peace, if they have like one card in the graveyard, Goyf is a one two and you yeah, can get it right. then.
0: Or uh, nothing in the graveyard, it's an O one. Or
1: or nothing in the graveyard, it's an O one.
0: There has to be nothing in either graveyard. Right. Right.
1: So I mean it realistically it's probably not gonna get a Goyf, but that doesn't see stop cards from like disfigure seeing play.
0: Um, that's a good point. You know, yeah, Disfigure doesn't really get a Goyf often,
1: right? That's what I'm saying. It's like Disfigure sees play and it doesn't kill Goyf.
0: Oh, like,
2: I see. I it gotcha.
1: kills pretty much everything else, which is good enough.
2: Yeah, that's true. But that's also one mana, so that might be a big enough of a difference.
1: True, but I mean, like Adrian said, you can play this turn one off of a Soul Land.
2: Yeah, I mean, this
0: isn't uh. like so. If you're playing, if you're playing, um, you know, Bug Delver, you're not worried about losing Goyf to this, but you can expect it's going to target Bob. Unflipped Delvers and Deathrite Shaman. Mm-hmm.
1: I wonder if actually Stompy might want this. Like, the other decks that are running, you know, Ancient Tombs and uh, City of Traders. Um like the Mono-White Prison, Mo- I mean, mon Catcher...
0: I think anybody that's playing a deck that has creatures or, with power or toughness, one or less, wants this just to counter Show and Tells. Like, it's good. got... That, that's the... that's it, Even if you're not taking out other little creatures, the guy that's about to Show and Tell in... Anything is ready to eat your deck.
1: Right, that's what I like. Is this card has so much play because it's good against the combo decks and it's good against the creature decks. And few cards are, are like that that are reactive.
2: Now, what good. other combo decks does this stop?
1: Uh it's, It'll give storm a hard time. Yeah, don't uh, fight
2: the infernal tutor.
1: Yep, the infernal tutor, the burning wish. Uh, well, yeah,
0: I mean, only really, only Tesco's burning wish. But yeah, burning wish, same thing. It'll take yeah.
1: that. Um, sure it'll tells. it'll fight dredge. Um, a lot of dredges cards are uh sorcery speed.
0: Dread return, like, yeah. like
1: the dread return, and it exiles the creature. So. Yeah, and it it exiles the creature, not go to the graveyard.
0: Well, you need priority though. So like like the only thing this can actually exile, I don't think it, it can't take out Icarate It can only take out a Nargamiba. If once the Nargamiba enters the field, you don't have priority until I sack it to cast flashback of all therapy anyway. <sighs>
1: Right but a lot of times they'll be having the it'll they'll come into play they're they're usually not getting dread return in one turn um you know usually they're building up to it
0: well yeah i, I mean that's the we were just talking about the exile target creature part of it, though, for Dredge. Oh, right, and, and right. It's, it's not really valid there, because the only target thing you can target is actually a Narcomoeba, and you don't have priority.
1: You can, well, I mean, what you can do is they're usually not dread returning until later in the game, and they're usually bringing back, like, Icarids and putting uh Narcomoebas in play, building up to it, because it's not like they really get that much chance to choose when Narcomoeba hits the battlefield. So you can just hit the Dark Amoeba, uh, you know, in between turns. You're right, it's not going oh, to work. the Warping Wheel? Yeah.
0: Mm, I don't know about... No. Uh, if I dredge
1: six cards and I hit one Dark Amoeba and there's yeah. no other creatures in play, that Dark sitting there and you can Warping Wheel it because...
0: No, nar- as soon as Dark Amoeba hits the field, you sack it to flashback of therapy.
1: If you have a cabal therapy, you're assuming you have that ability. There are plenty of times when I've played against decks that have Narcomivus sitting out there for turns. You know, you don't always have the option to sack it. But anyways, that's a very minor point on
0: it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah So it's really not good at exiling creatures from Dredge anyway.
1: Well, no, it is, but moving on. <laughs> moving on. Um it it hits a lot. I think I think the card's very interesting.
2: That'll be cool hmm. to see how it plays out. Uh-huh. Um, there's another card that does... Some if cool this stuff. becomes
0: hate, I'll be amazed.
2: <laughs>
1: sure, I'll put money
0: on it. <laughs> oh,
2: great. <laughs> but the new, the new white Devoid creature. Yeah. Closer.
1: That guy's interesting.
2: Yeah, I... I'm considering running it at least as a one or a two of in Death and Taxes. Yeah. Just because, I mean, when I was looking at it, a huge part of it is it doesn't get blown out by Massacres, which... I mean, maybe that's just like from the area we're in, but I feel like a lot of the times that's something I'm basing down a lot. And so the three power obviously is a big part. Are um, we talking about,
1: are we talking about, um, yeah, read it, read it off for us, Kerman.
2: Oh, alright. Yeah. Eldrazi Displacer, it's a, oh, okay. two generic and a white for a creature and it's devoid and it has, for two and a titanium, you exile another target creature, then return it to the battlefield tapped under its owner's control. And so, and it's not a tap ability, so you can just do that as many times as you have it available to you, which I think is good. Yeah. But I mean, my huge, my big argument for it was it's not instead of Flipperwisp, but I think it could be a good, like a decent supplement. And I know a lot of the times I have room for like a couple Flex three drops in the deck, but I just, I just think for something like that where it's a, it's a good body in a three three, and it has like power. Like, you know what I mean? Like, having three power in that deck is good to have because a lot of my threats are, like, kind of chumps, and it doesn't present that great of a clock. And just the fact that it doesn't die to things like Punishing Fire very easily, and it can deal with, like, constant threats, like, you know, when I'm playing against lands, I could probably stop their, like, Merit Leash token once. But after that, if I stopped it with a Wasteland, they're just going to bring it back with Loam, or they'll Wasteland my Karakas if that's my line of response. But with this they can't really re- respond to it and I'm able to deal with 2020 tokens as often as they come out. Oh yeah, that's Yeah. Cool. <laughs> hmm. So uh, that was a huge selling point for me just cuz there's a lot of lands and that's being sage combo in this area.
4: Mhm.
2: I know you play it, Jerry, in that yeah. deck that you tell everyone you're gonna play and then don't end up playing. Oh.
1: <laughs> Did I not play it this weekend? Just for you.
2: But hey, you're gonna have played it this weekend and a bunch of people won't hear this till Monday. Go into the event, play you thinking you're on food, or on agro again, and then when you play food chain, what are they gonna say?
1: Oh man, um, so many broken hearts. So many broken hearts. <laughs> you know what they're gonna say? Yeah. They're
2: gonna say, Jerry, I thought you had a New Year's resolution.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Touche, you got me there. Uh, I'm putting together Stasis. I saw Saffron Olive's article and I want to put that deck together so bad. But.
3: You need a couple more, uh, Tabernacles, Jerry. I know, right? <laughs> he's running
1: a he's running a mono blue deck that costs like five thousand dollars, and I double did a double take. I'm like, "How is a mono blue deck five thousand dollars?" I'm like, "Oh, it runs three Tabernacle." That's yeah,
4: right.
3: it's like one main, two in the board. Yeah, like, like
1: <laughs> yeah, this deck was
3: put together on Magic
1: Online, where Tabernacle is like seventy five cents. Yeah,
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, for this and Death and Taxes, though, going back to the point is yeah, it doesn't fly, which I think is not great. And it doesn't ETB, so like this effect can't happen on demand. Like you can't draw it and necessarily play it and immediately have that effect available to you. I think it's good with vile, but like I don't just not having it like immediately available does make a huge difference. Well, if you can pay for if you can pay for it, you can you can it's available. That's true, but I, I was more thinking like at six, will you have six mana available to you right. when this is most critical? Right, right. Um, but I will say in that deck, like a lot of the times. I find myself off of the land denial plan, whether it's miracles, fetching out a lot of basics, or it's gotten to the point where, like, I'm doing myself more harm by disabling two lands with ports, yeah. then I'm getting benefit from it, so I have that mana available. But, right. I do think it's interesting, and I, I'm definitely going to be testing with it, but I like that you can also unflip delvers, tap down coifs, like, it, it's a good defensive threat.
1: Yeah, it's also as amazing it. if, also, you can just exile batter skull tokens all day.
2: That's yeah. very true. Um yeah, And Containment Priest combo, I know you were talking Yeah, that.
1: that's what I wanted to mention, too, is someone pointed out to me that <laughs> this combo is so well with it Containment Priest. Because <laughs> with Containment Priest out, it is two, co- two generic, one colorless, exile target creature permanently.
4: Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. It's and I mean, I was it's a huge cold. fan... It's gold! <laughs> <laughs> I was a huge fan of Mingara and Death and Taxes as a one-of, and that like for that to be truly insane I needed to have a crocus and usually an Aether Vile is how it really got out of hand. Mm-hmm. But with this it's just three mana, I continuously do it. And while permanently exiling and bouncing are two different things, as well as not being able to hit lands or non creature permanents, I just think that this is huge for the deck to just be able to stop a lot of things that make this deck feel a lot worse. Like I know it can stop a um Emercool for a turn if you're not like if you don't have vial with flicker what's up. Uh,
1: I wonder if, I'm, I'm, in my head, I'm kind of brewing, uh, it, it inspires me with kind of the mono white prison deck that's floating around on the fringes, that runs like smokestack and land tax. Um, if it would probably fit really nicely into there, but also just like kind of being a secondary combo in the strawberry shortcake deck. The, uh, the red white, uh, strawberry shortcake, it's a, it's a red white painter servant deck. Um, that uh, you know, runs Painter Servant Grindstone as its main win condition, and then it just has a bunch of like uh, mono white prison elements to it. Um, so kind of th- thinking in like a red white prison control deck that uh wins on the spot with Painter Servant, but can also just grind out their opponents with uh, you know, uh, Containment Priest, this Thalia's, and other just mono white hate bears.
2: Oh, wow, that that could be interesting. I mean it's There's, definitely something worth testing with. Like it's it's a cool effect and not one that's been seen very often. There's another card I'm pretty excited for.
3: Is, it, he, Jerry, is, he, is it Hedron Alignment? It is Hedron, alignment. Yeah. Yeah. hedron <laughs> alignment. Hedron Alignment is two and a blue. This is a wacky combo. Oh, my hedron God. alignment is two and a blue for an enchantment. It has hex proof, so that's important. Um, at, that's the <laughs> at the beginning at the beginning of your upkeep, you may reveal your hand. If you do you win the game if you own a card named Hedron Alignment in exile, in your hand, in your graveyard, and on the battlefield. And also has ability of one in a blue, scribe one. Now, first of all, this card is extremely favorable. I like it a lot because you have to have a Hedron in the ex- exact place um, during the game. To, if you have each in just the right place, you win the game, which I think is awesome. Uh, but listen listen to this combo. Did you hear the combo, Jerry? Yeah,
1: there's a couple floating around.
3: So this is the one that I like the best. Turn one, play play an island. Um, you can brainstorm, ponder, whatever you need to do. Turn two, you can play either um, Ancient Tomb or City of Traitors, um, and you'll play your first Hedron Alignment. Turn three, uh, you put the Hedron Alignment trigger on the stack. Uh, you cast Intuition. You grab your other three copies of Hedron Alignment. Um, one goes to the hand, the other two go to the graveyard. And then what you do is you discard Fairy Macabre and uh, exile one of your Hedron Alignments. And uh, you let the trigger resolve, and you've won the game.
2: Yep. Challenge accepted.
1: I I saw that. The other one I saw that's uh, similar to that, but instead of Fairy Macabre, it is Turn 1 Play Relicate Progenitus.
3: Okay. So Turn
1: 1 Play Relicate Progenitus, then Intuition, and then Exile, one of the Cards that's discarded to Intuition with Relic of Pajandus.
2: Okay, so this is actually like a real thing you can do.
1: No, it's no. Hold I on. Mean, it's,
2: <laughs> it, well, I wouldn't go
0: that far. Is, I, I guess the funny thing is with one in the grave, the Deathrite Shaman can't eat
2: it out of there.
1: Oh, yeah, because it's an enchantment and Deathrite <laughs> can't target enchantments. Yep, yep.
2: <laughs> they knew this card was going to see playing Legacy. That's why they made it an enchantment like that.
1: Oh my god, it's just one of those... I'm
2: actually... Go ahead, Jerry.
1: It's just one of those cards where it's like, you look at it, you know it's bad, but you want to do it anyways.
3: Oh man, I'm going to do this. I'm
4: so
1: going to do this. It it reminds me, I had a Dream Halls deck, which win condition was uh, Conflux, which is (laughs) like search your library for a card of every color. So you have Dream Halls out, which lets you discard a card that shares a color with another card in order to cast that card for free. And you have Conflux, which is one mana of each color. Search your library for a card of each color. So you just discard any card to Conflux, find Progenitus, Progenitus, and two more Conflux, and chain those together so that you eventually win with Coalition Victory, which is a card that if you control a permanent of every color, a land of every land type, you win the game. So, <laughs> so you use Dream Halls to cast Progenitus and then there's an enchantment from like Lorwyn. I forget what it is, but it says your lands are every basic land type.
0: <laughs> prismatic <laughs> omen?
1: Yes, prismatic omen. <laughs> it's it's just one of those terrible terrible combo decks that are just awesome to pull off.
0: All right, Jerry, flash back with me then. Uh okay. when's the last time they made a legendary enchantment? Cuz like well, you know, when I used to play years ago, they had enchant worlds which functioned differently than a legendary enchantment. Right? So, I can't think of, I, I just was seeing legendary enchantments. I'm like, oh, that's pretty fucking cool. What's the last one that you could think of?
1: Uh, so, I mean, technically the gods.
0: Yeah. I was okay. That. Yep. Alright, there you go.
1: Yeah, the gods were legendary enchantments. Though pretty this much. isn't, this isn't legendary though.
0: No, the, but if you look, you see the oath of Gideon.
1: Oh, talking about the Oaths? Yeah. Yeah, those are pretty interesting. You all think right. those
0: are good? I, <laughs> so, I wouldn't go that far. I think they're interesting. All right, okay. <laughs> So, he, all right, let me just uh, pick your brain here. What do you think of this Oath of Gideon?
1: Um, I mean, it kind of reminds me of uh, either a worse uh, what's got Lingering Souls or even Timely reinforcement. saw some play.
0: Okay. So you're thinking of it just for the token aspect.
1: Yeah, I mean, what you're thinking of? Planeswalkers coming in with an extra loyalty? I, I thought. I'm, the- I'm,
0: I'm. I'm actually just looking at it, saying Otha Gideon, extra loyalty. Tybalt still doesn't see play. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was the longest go around for that punchline.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like. Uh. It. <laughs> I, I was actually, uh, and I'm, and I'm still looking at it, going, "Well, is any? Can anybody like stand up? Uh, <laughs> Raoul Zarek, uh, I don't know. Do you want to flip fucking five coins?" But hey, like,
1: I, you, know, you, you don't speak ill about Ralzeric. Zarek is—I have taken many extra turns off of Ralzeric.
2: I actually was just playing a commander game, someone took zero off of the
0: (laughs) (laughs) have you ever have you ever resolved a Tameo emblem?
2: No. Never
0: Oh my god, is that so dirty?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think people were pointing out that you some of the newer planeswalkers, the ones that you can ultimate right away but they kill themselves, it lets you ultimate right away and keep your planeswalker. Who ultimates right away and kills themselves? Like like the new Gideon, he ultimates to put an anthem in play? Oh, does he? Okay. Yeah. Um the one, the oath I was actually interested in because I feel it's going to be one of those cards that just gets broken way in the future is Oath of Jace. Oath of Jace is two colors and a blue. When it comes into battlefield, draw three cards, discard two cards. At the beginning of your up, keep scry X for X is the number of planeswalkers you control. Second ability basically does nothing, but it doesn't matter because it's, it's an enchantment with an enters the battlefield's ability of draw three cards, discard two cards. So I feel if there's any blink effect that you can take advantage on a repeatable basis, it can be used as an engine to basically like cephalid breakfast, draw your deck, discard your deck, while keeping oh. like, your choice cards in hand. You
4: can play now, this could be, blink this,
2: guy easy.
1: this could be a little
2: out there too, but have <laughs> yeah. you seen, um, do you remember Brago from the conspiracy set? Uh,
1: oh yeah, uh, remind me what he does
2: again. So um, I can pull up the exact text, but the basic idea of it is when you hit a uh, when you deal combat damage with him, you can blink any number of permanents you control. So like with this, you'd blink it, and it would immediately have the effect again.
1: Nice. Yeah, I mean th- it screams commander card <laughs> because there's so many blink effects in commander.
2: Yeah, I mean for four mana though. I mean if you were thinking about this in constructed, it's not too, too far out of the question, but it, the only problem is it's a 2-4, so it doesn't right. put a good clock on him.
0: What the hell was that other thing from Commander? Does that do anything? Duretti? Was that his name?
2: Scraps uh, Duretti. He,
1: he dealt with artifacts, though. Yeah.
0: But, like, what was his loyalty?
1: Oh, for? you're thinking of the Bant Commander.
0: No, the red one. Oh, any any okay. of them, really. Any of, the, any of the silly planeswalkers from Commander that Never oh, you're just talking play. about
1: planeswalkers coming into play with an extra loyalty, still.
0: So. Yeah, sorry, I'm stuck on that. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he really wants that extra loyalty. guys. I'm just trying to think if there's any any planeswalker that hasn't seen play that might like get any sort
2: of benefit yeah, I think that's from that. Too much of a setup. Just
0: what for the hell was that? What's the tra- Narset Narset Transcendent?
2: That puts it to seven. I don't know if that's enough to go critical with it. Uh, yeah cuz i mean like with with that narset if it did set it up for ultimate that would actually would be a pretty good ultimate cuz it's it says your opponents can't cast non-creature spells.
0: Okay, so it's only yeah, it, it only ends up shortening it at a turn anyway. Yeah. I'm just well, trying to see who gets who gets even closer than that. If it if it goes from like you know, three turn ultimate to two or two turn ultimate to one. You sound like you need a doubling season in your life. Yeah,
1: I feel if you're if you're really going for that, doubling season is just that much better.
0: I guess we're going back to last week. What, what kids, you like counters? Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, while we've been avoiding the 800-pound gorilla, is Oath of Nyssa the Green Ponder? No.
2: <laughs> I mean, no.
1: I love how that was like a huge thing all over Twitter. Everyone was calling it the Green Ponder.
2: I mean, effects like this for two men, I don't really see standard plays, so I don't see that. In a format where non-creature spells are so big, I don't see that being too big in Legacy. Yeah, like, maybe with- in specific decks, but...
1: I feel yeah. if it hit enchantments, it would it would be pretty nice, because green decks can really focus on that.
0: Well, the, the, the cute thing is, like, I, I guess, you know, just looking at it and what would want it, my thought would be, like, elves could... Try to look at the top three cards and pick the elf they want, but once you glimpse and you're drawing enchantments, you go, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah, so right. like why
1: do I have this? And you and the ultimate feel-bad is, you cast it and you see Glimpse of Nature in the top three and you can't take it. Right. And then yeah. it goes and to I, the bottom.
2: I feel like Turn 1 Death or a Chaman is better, like, 99% of the time, too. Yeah, Yeah. I, <laughs>
1: in I,
0: every deck. <laughs> I think,
1: Kurti, I think deck Curtis was play saying, this in. Yeah, it, th- Curtis was saying, if it hit enchantments, it would be an auto-included enchantress. Oh, a one-mana enchantment that you can play over and over because it's legendary, so it kills itself. Um, that lets you find other enchantments. Like, that's just really nice. Yeah, wow. Well, but sure. it can't, so it, it has no hope of play in that deck.
2: Yeah. Now, a card that I've I'm... been interested in looking at is... I don't know if you've seen it, the Inverter of Truth. It's a two-black-black black, flying demon. Oh, yeah, Six. this guy. And when it enters the battlefield, Exile all cards from your library face down, and shuffle all cards from your graveyard into your library. Yep. <laughs> I instantly thought of you, Adrian. Exile exactly so. the library face down? Yeah. It That's just true. means you can't play with something like pull from eternity with it.
1: Well, that and also, that way your opponent doesn't get to look at your deck if you're playing it in standard. So, if it had just straight up exiled it, it would be even more of a disadvantage because then your opponent... Could legally pick up your deck, look through your deck, and see your entire list, which makes sideboarding a lot better in tournaments. That's
3: really uh-huh. interesting because, to other like other cards, don't say exile this card face up.
1: Uh, I think that's just assumed.
2: Oh, I don't know if I like that. Yeah, I mean, like, if well, you open little card like Pull from Eternity, it says specifically face up card in exile, so like, that from like, the game. Yeah, interesting.
1: Oh man, Kermit with these insights.
2: I know. Well, no, I looked into this card because I, I saw <laughs> <finished the sign, laughs> it. I was research. like, oh. Well, it looks kind of like a Doomsday-type effect, so I was like, oh, that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah, that's that's what I saw, too, when I first saw the Doomsday-type effect. But it's also just a long line of 6-6 six, six flying creatures for 4 that Wizards likes to print with Downside. That's
4: mm-hmm. true.
1: Because there was the other one, it's like, as long as you control it, you can't win the game.
2: And your opponent can't lose think, too.
1: Yeah, and then there was also the one from Ravnica where it was four mana for a six six your opponent could sack a creature to tap it and put a plus one plus one counter on it.
2: Yeah, desecration, even that's what you yep. were talking about earlier, Adrian. Yeah, he
3: yeah. was in the he was in the mono black uh the mono black deck in um in Sander for a while. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the mono black uh what was it? Uh it's like that
1: guy, uh pack rats and also yep. the blue black like hypnotic specter
3: guy. Oh yeah. Um yeah. Uh abyssal Abys- 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 a business sector. Whatever you hit, your pose? Pose,
1: you get to exile the top card of their library. And-
3: yeah, yeah. If you scroll <laughs> yeah. down a little bit on
0: that
2: page, he's there. Oh, I yeah. mean, I mean like, I know <laughs> oh, no, that, no that's
3: no, that's not the guy. That's
2: not the guy. But I was thinking of this in like some sort of like storm deck with lions eye diamonds or something, and you could play something like spoils of the vault and be able to kind of tutor through your library, but mm-hmm. it's only seven cards, and like ad nauseum could get really good with that.
1: Yeah, it's definitely an interesting effect that has not been really used that much before. Because, yeah, you can literally just <laughs> put whatever you want in your graveyard, and then that becomes your deck exactly in the order you want it to be.
2: Yeah, I think it's random. Oh, though. it is random. Never You, can't, one, you yeah. can't Doomsday stack it, but yeah. it's still, like, small enough of a variance that I think it could be. It. Could, I mean, it could be good, I just don't know how you would make it. And that's why I was hoping Adrian would fix it for me.
0: I'll have to look at that a little bit more. I actually didn't even notice that till today. I was just thinking about. uh I'm still back on the oaths. So, well, I just want to speculate a little bit because we'll find out tomorrow. But what do you think is the missing black oath?
3: There is none. Yeah, because on 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 um in this set, <clears throat> excuse me, the storyline, the four planeswalkers that are fighting the Eldrazi are Nissa, Chandra, Jace, and Gideon. Uh, the only black planeswalker that's on the plane right now is uh, <coughs> is Obnixilus. Is, is ob, right? Is Obnixilus, and he is not he is not there to fight the uh the Eldrazi. He's there to uh. I think he was there originally to reignite his spark as a planeswalker, and then I don't know what I else. think
1: in the storyline is the four of them try something to trap the Eldrazi.
3: They and, do, so... And he
1: redirects it to re- reignite his spark instead. Right, it. right. Yeah, Gideon... Whoa. Well, the thing Gideon is, like, I, I, that's the same <laughs> you story
0: as Theros.
3: With, you guys uh, just,
0: wow. Okay, all right,
4: sorry.
3: Yeah, Gideon, Jace, uh, Chandra, and Nissa. Well, Sh- Gideon, Jace, and Nissa are there trying to align the Hedrons to trap Ulamog, then Kozilek shows himself. Chandra shows up because uh, she flees from the the monastery that she's in, or whatever. Um, and then Obnixilus
2: goes and fucks it all up. So
1: <laughs> I, I like how, how people. Expect- are... Sorry, what was
3: that German?
2: Do we expect to see another Jace and Gideon planeswalker, or be- is that too many mythics?
3: No. So I think what they're trying <clears throat> what they're trying to do now is um, they're allowing planeswalkers to be part of the story and not necessarily printing planeswalker cards for the set. So even though even though like Gideon and, and and uh Jace and Chandra, they're all in this storyline. They don't they don't have to have a planeswalker card for the for the actual set.
1: It reminds me of uh the Weatherlight saga, where like Gerard Capuchon showed up on cards all the time, even though he wasn't printed until Onslaught.
3: Right. Yep.
1: Um
3: but yeah, I,
0: well, I <laughs> Sorry, I have really no vorhos <laughs> to
3: Well the only reason why I know the storyline is because um Someone has gone, so, like you know, they have like the un- Uncharted Realms they they put out every week at the Mothership, and I don't have time to read them. But someone actually put out a podcast where all they do is do a dramatic reading of the Uncharted Realms. Wait, but,
4: really? This
1: exists? Because I need this. <laughs> like it's, an book?
3: Yeah, it's on the MTG Cast Network. What is it it's called? called? It's called Uncharted Unspoken, Realms. Oh, no, it's so. called Unspoken Realms. Yeah. And oh, wow. um, and yeah. I just yeah, I just listen to it every week, and it's great because it it's like a couple weeks behind the Mothership. But a couple weeks behind is better than not knowing it at all. So
0: oh man, I got to actually, it's really not.
1: That's really interesting.
2: So yeah, well, we have you on the cast to tell us about it. You <laughs> mean like the. Third source we hear it from. <laughs> the <laughs> gossip mill. <laughs> the gossip
1: mill of, uh, up-to-date magic votres. That's what it is,
2: what um,
1: is. one thing I noticed people were poking fun of it at Twitter is people were saying is like, God, I hope this is not samples of the script of the movie coming out. <laughs> like the flavor text. <laughs>
4: oh, yeah.
1: For Gideon's, Oath of Gideon's, for justice and peace, I will keep watch. Jace, for the sake of m- the multiverse, I will keep watch. <laughs> Nyssa, for the life on every plane, I will keep watch, Chandra. If it means other people can live in freedom, yes, I'll keep watch.
3: <laughs> Come yeah. on, uh, it's it's pretty corny. I mean, yeah, it's pretty corny. But the uh, the uh, unspo- unspoken realms is pretty sweet. So if you if you like if you're into the storylines or you want something to listen to and pass some time, it's worth it's worth a listen. Yeah.
1: Uh, well. We got. uh We got anything else on the docket?
3: I don't know, man. I don't think so.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think we should uh get into some scoops. All right. That's All right, Pat. You want to start us
3: off? Um. Yeah, I don't really have any scoops this week, man. No. Just no, I no. mean, you know, I'll scoop in. Yeah. You know. All right. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna scoop in gaming, etc. Um. That store, Jerry, did not disappoint. Has a ton of uh singles there. That I'm interested in, Um, they have a bunch of, uh, legacy and vintage staples. And they have really uh,
0: good prices on some duels.
3: Yeah, yep, Um, their store is nice, it's like clean, they have nice clean bathrooms, it's spacious, Um, it's awesome, so I will scoop them in, and then I'm, I'm gonna scoop-
0: You gonna What's scoop that? in the guy that was rooting you <laughs> on when you were
4: playing Ian?
3: Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah, I'll scoop in Adrian, our table judge, who, uh, was rooting for me to not flip a down forever. <laughs> now you know how
1: I feel, man. <laughs> it
3: was rough. It was rough, and he just like call, like fucking straight up calls out when I fl- he's like, "Come on, flood his train, fucking turn over the top card, and flood his train." I'm like, "You motherfucker!" <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. What about you, Jerry?
1: Um. Yeah, well, I mean, I got scoop in Kermit. Thanks for coming on, oh, man. Thank you. Finally, the the audience gets to hear the lovely voice of the one we always shit on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
0: shit on him, Kermit.
1: Awesome. I do, I do.
0: Yeah, Jerry does.
1: <laughs> it's all, oh, out love, all out of love, Kermit. All out of love. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, scoop in Brad for his classic nipple rud moment with <laughs> drawing <David laughs> and doing. Unfortunately, it's a sight I probably will never forget, no matter how hard I try. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, other than that, uh, what about you, Adrian?
3: Hold on, hold on. I have one more. I have oh, one okay. More. Sorry, uh, Ian McCown. Um, he actually uh, hit me up on uh, Facebook Messenger, and he we talked a lot about uh, sideboard for four color Delver because he played with the deck a little bit a, a few months ago. So he was uh really forthcoming with a lot of a uh, lot of stuff he he kind of saw in that deck and way he sideboarded. So big scoop into him as well.
1: Oh. Actually, that reminded me. Scoop in. Sorry, Caleb, we did not get to your Shardless Bant deck, but we will cover that next week. Yes. Sorry, man. Uh, what We're about you? What
2: about you, I'll scoop in Aura for sure. He's been able to pick me up for a lot of the Legacy F&Ms, so that's been a huge help for me. And then Ian's been giving me a lot of help the past couple of weeks to so scoop him in. And um, I guess just everyone at my local game shop, Battlegrounds, uh, the guy that runs it, Derek, runs a tight operation over there, so it's always fun to go see what's going on over there. Um, other than that, thank you guys for having me on. It was a blast to get to be on the show this week. You're a good man, Kerman. Thank
1: mm-hmm. you. Awesome. Alright guys, Pat, you wanna play us out with something sweet? Why, I don't get
0: to scoop people in? <laughs> oh, All right, short,
1: short attention span. I- <laughs> I thought you covered that.
0: But, uh, <laughs> how's that, Jerry? <laughs> uh, I just, I got two, two, yeah, two scoops, man, just like fucking Raisin Brand, I guess. Um, <laughs> you know you're old when you're referencing Raisin Brand. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so, the first one's, uh, you know, two things that actually just made me fucking go, wow, what the hell? Um, this week that were awesome. Uh, you know, the first one's Marius Colomer sending in a package from China. That's fucking, that's sick. That's awesome. That's awesome. And then, um actually there's a couple more too. And, uh, Joshua Millard was, he, he tweeted something the other day that he was listening to the cast. And, uh, he must have tagged Trick Jared in it. And, like, Trick favorited it. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I don't even know who Trick Jared is. I've heard the name. Who is he? Uh, he's someone to do with wizards.
3: Yeah. yeah you're he's, the Wardrobe Expert. <laughs> I I mean, think, doesn't, mean, doesn't mean I, I work think, in that payroll department, like. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Trick Jarrett is part of Magic Bone Vorthos Cherry, Vorthos.
1: I think, I think he has something to do with, like, Magic Online.
3: Uh, I, I don't, don't think know, so. Maybe. Um, Trick Jarrett is the global content and community manager for Magic the Gathering. <laughs>
0: That's what it was. Did you pull
1: yeah. that out of payroll?
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Matt, you're not yeah. well
1: going <laughs> to payroll while off
3: You didn't hear me do my sick hacks over here? Come on, man. <laughs> and, uh, the other one was actually
0: a J JTry82. Uh, hit me up with a couple of messages on Twitter that was, uh, that was pretty cool. And I know he's, uh, he's sent in some deck lists in the past to us. So, uh, those are my three scoops then instead of two scoops. Right. So, Ooh, extra raisins. <laughs> yeah, extra, extra raisins. So, Pat, do me a favor and play us out with some sweet jams.
4: <laughs>
3: I like, I like that you call them sweet jams. That's great. Yeah. we Will do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> While you're at it,
0: you can handle Jerry's New Year's resolution. Wait yeah. a minute, wait a minute. Why does this say not recording?
1: Oh my god.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Alright, Give me an ulcer. on the mic. my pocket, yo, is my knocking? Follows me into the spot, compelling. Go check the dread, and yes, he's herb selling. Open out of the gate, I'm a potential felon. Is them is spelling, like I ain't even telling. Channel one, two, I'm smashing the law. Channel three, I make a run to the store. Channel four, leave the store with the Philly plus I Fuck the isom. I'm off the channel five. Wake up in the morning, got the yearning for herb. Which loosens up the nouns, metaphors, and verbs, and adjectives ain't a magic, kid one.
3: So the ism as it talks non-stop. Hawaiian I a rhyming, but so is the chocolate tie. Now the high starts to settle. Kicking fat lyrics that rock like heavy metal. I'm coming out at odds with a slip I send. Uh-huh. When I speak, big up Matt, Hello and Malik, uh-huh. like John Lennon. Yes, I'm I-Z-M-ing. I Z M I stop grinning until the bowl start bending. Uh-huh. My style is untangible, like a wild animal. Check the label as it goes round. It's all capital. Uh-huh. That's what I'm smacking you with. Cause it's easy, uh-huh. like Lionel Richie. My like Bill Picks me. Rippin' a microphone till I'm motherfuckin' 60. Smoking an end by the window is My expertism is lyricism My flow would take you over like I was hypnotism. So where's the lighter? To the cipher and skills that I bring it. Hyper than a little kid on ginseng. Roots and culture. My intellect will ensure Finish off your dead mind like a vulture. I gotta get mine, get it quick. Cause there's all these weak raps, steady making hits, fuck back. But ninety-four, I bring the skills back. So listen, now I'm doing what I want to do with Sparky Madness. let